We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Someone said, well, maybe Scott Boris is the one the Giants don't want to deal with. Then why did they talk to him in the first place? Yeah, and 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 beyond that, that's like that. Basically, saying we don't want, we would like to sign free agents, but we don't want to deal with Scott Boris would be the equivalent of saying, you know, it's time for me to really embrace religion. If it weren't for all these crucifix and Bibles, like yep. it, they, it comes with the package. There are two, look, there are teams that don't deal with Boris. Well, the but, cheapest. But, the, the, obviously, there's no reason for the A's to ever call Scott Boris. Okay, but the the fact is. It took nine days for them after dealing with Boris to to suddenly decide that they didn't want to deal with Boris. No, this is either Charlie Johnson sat on the decision for nine days and and Farhan Zaidi thought that was consent. Then it turns out that it's not or Charlie Johnson changed his mind at the last minute and for no better reason than I don't want to pay this money for this many years for this guy, period. Pull out of the deal. Do you realize that you're calling the, the Giants the new Pittsburgh Pirates, right? I have, several times. Do you realize that the Mets spent more money in free agency in one pen stroke on Carlos Correa than the Pirates have spent since 2010? So if you're right, if the Giants are now the Pirates, and they've got a lot of track record build up to where this you might be the Pirates thing, you know, it... it you you can retroactively uh, place that accusation somewhere else on the injured list if you want. It's you know I mean they have not behaved in the manner of a free agent um, of, of a team that really seeks elite free agents in years, which is all true. But this must be said for the Pirates: they don't pretend like they want to wade in those waters. No, I mean the Giants said they would. And they acted like they would until the last minute when Charlie Johnson, more than anybody else empowered to do this, pulled out. And the medical thing, that's why I'm not saying he ordered the doctors to do anything, because he doesn't have to. He can pull out for any stupid reason. I don't think this is about the doctors. I think this is about Charlie Johnson getting cold feet about spending money. Right, but have you ever seen anyone of that ilk, of that tax bracket, say... Oh yeah, and tell him, tell everyone that I'm to blame. They're the no. biggest bunch of shirking responsibility jackholes yeah. there are, which means he basically is using the team doctor's fugazi, he can't play baseball safely diagnosis as a human shield to jump behind. But what I'm saying is they didn't give him the he can't play baseball diagnosis. They're using that as they saw some things on the physical. But the fact is 
when you when you're talking about this kind of money, Farhan Zaidi knows exactly what the physicals are. I mean, he's talked to the twins about this. Stuff. Of course, he has. And the twins were ready to give him ten years. You know that that's right. also been documented. So this isn't about the medical. This is about come up with a reason that doesn't say my boss pulled out. Tom Verducci is going to join us in less than about 10 minutes from right now. He wrote a very interesting article about all this in Sports Illustrated. We'll ask him what this means for the Giants, not only in the situation that they're in, but going down and looking at the reputation across all of Major League Baseball, which has to be severely damaged today. More damaged than it's ever been in any point in time you've ever rooted for the San Francisco Giants. I really do believe that this is one of the darkest chapters in the history of this franchise. I don't, I can't rank all their dark chapters, but in the modern era, it certainly is. I mean, people who wanted to make fun of Brian Sabian, you know, and even Peter McGowan, who I had no, no use for, at least when they said they were going to do something, they did, they it. did it. Yeah. This is this is when when Harmon Burns said he's going to do something he did it. When Bob Lurie said he's going to do something he did it. This is about your word. And you can dress this up any way you want. But if you can't guarantee your word, you have a hard time operating. Even in baseball where your word is worth less than in most places. Mr. G in Napa. You're on 957 the game, Mr. G. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Christmas. Bah humbug, Ray. Uh, I don't want to be completely contrarian, but I... Uh, Mr. G, you're going to have to uh, call back. The, uh, the, the, the Christmas reception is not what it is or should be on your phone. We'll get you back up front when you get back in. Charles, South City. What's going on, Charles? Thank you for taking my call. I just want to talk about how 2023 could possibly pan out for the Giants, attendance-wise. Well, with no superstar like Correa or anyone else that's off the board for in free agency, you have no spark in the clubhouse. And it's just my opinion. I'll make this as quick as possible. Without a spark like Carlos Correa in the clubhouse, you have no one to like that, like that fire of the guys to, you know, really make them excited to go out there and perform out there on the field and. Well, without that, who's really going to be showing up to the ballpark? This is an embarrassment, you know. Instead of Battle of the Bay, you might as well just call it Battle of the Attendance. Well, what we really have is a group that wants to go to war with who they turn around and see. They're not going to be worried about who isn't in there. They're going to be worried about who is in there. And they're going to find out that there isn't enough in there to have any realistic shot at finishing better than third place in the National League West. Not just this year, but for several years going forward. The 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 thing that that you know, I I, I when fans complain, you know, I'll never do this again. You well, know, they always come back. They they've never not come back. You know, if the Giants ever figure out a way to win, and it's not going to be anytime soon, like you said, they'll be back. But for right now, the real damage is not with the fan base. It's with the business that they've chosen to operate yeah. in, which is the acquisition of major league players. That's why I keep if on saying man, yeah. the, 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 you should be angrier than you actually are as a fan because yeah. this is the first time where it's not just your buddy who's drunk at the end of the bar saying, I don't like this bullpen. This is much deeper than that. No, but you, you know what? Rather than be angry, which only raises your blood pressure and 
kicks up your heart rate, stop caring. Don't go. Yeah, Don't nih- watch it. Just- nihilism is not the choice either. No, Apathy find another team. The there are 29 other options. Look for a team that is interested in winning and says, when we, we will not be outbid, you can believe them. Root for the Mets. Root for the Phillies. Root for the, root for the Padres. They're all there. You pick another team till the Giants show that they're worth your your loyalty. Because this is a two-way street. You don't have to be loyal to a team that's not loyal to you. Here's the thing. You can still you can still root for the Giants. They can still be your hometown team that you're going to be ready to come back to, but I would be incredibly reluctant to give them my hard-earned cash. Well, that's incredibly where incredibly reluctant. Yeah. I, I um, you know, I I also think that baseball is because of how pretty baseball fields are and how much I like a sunny day drinking beer and eating hot dog and just smelling the ground. Like to me, baseball doesn't have to be a winner take all. I'm only interested if I think we're going to be awesome situation. I grew up a Chicago Cubs fan, for goodness sakes. Like I was prepared to go into an awful lot of losing seasons in my life. You got a beautiful ballpark, but you should probably care less just for self-preservation, for yourself you should start caring less about the Giants or start attaching an awful lot more value to, ain't it pretty here? Then I'm only going to be happy if we beat the Dodgers and Padres and win an awful lot. Because the winning awful lot portion of this franchise now officially seems to be in its rearview mirror as long as Charles Johnson is owning them. You can buy a beer much cheaper and sit out in the park and enjoy a nice day. Hey, go, go to a San Jose Giants game. Go to uh, go, 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 go watch the A's. Why not? Well, I mean, you're, you don't have any loyalty to them, but at least price. the beers are cheaper. Not really. <laughs> not, not, no, they're, they're significantly cheaper. No, significantly definitely doesn't attach to that. Um, they're not significantly cheaper. As a matter of fact, I would even say if you're spending more money at a Giants game, you still get more value and bang for your buck than you do over there. So let's but not let, if let's they, But stop. if all you're after is a nice day in the park, then go to Golden Gate Park. But I, I also suggested that. All I'm saying is you, it's okay not to care about these guys. It's okay to just walk away for a while. You know, you are not required as a fan to always follow that team. This is basically about being a savvy customer. Let's go A's. Uh, This is Gabriel from the Outer Sunset. What's going on, Gabriel? Hey, uh, just checking in on the usual uh, Bay Area sports drama. Um, I'm a big Giants fan, big Warriors fan. Both teams are kind of going through a rough spot. Um, I just wanted to talk about the Korea thing. I'm not that sad that he's personally not going to be on the team. I think there was issues with the timing. I mean, the, uh, the time length of the, of the contract and his injury history. But yeah, like you guys are saying, the image of the front office is just tarnished. I mean, agents are going to, mess around with us. Scott Boris has played us like a fool. And for some reason, they're just letting Scott Boris have the mic and have... Scott Boris hasn't done anything wrong. Dude, blaming Scott Boris is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They can't... They're not saying anything because they have nothing to say. Yeah. That's why you're getting silence from them. Because if the scenario is as we describe it, that Charlie Johnson pulled the plug at the last minute... The worst thing you can do is answer any question that could lead somebody to draw the same conclusion. And if your story is not convincing, they'll reach that conclusion anyway. So they're actually better off saying nothing. 
More calls coming up. Tom Verducci around the corner. Damon and Ratto. We got Steve Kerr at 5 o'clock. Don't you go anywhere. This is quite an afternoon here on 95.7 The Game. We're brought to you by Bed Bath & Beyond. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Welcome on back. What a dark day for the San Francisco Giants because this isn't just a baseball story. This is a business of baseball story. You know, baseball is baseball. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains, and that's the way it goes. The phrases incompetent, unwilling to spend, egg on their face really weren't Phrases you could use to describe the San Francisco Giants until about 24 hours, 48 hours ago, when the big fish that they landed was so thrown back that the next fishing boat to pick them up was the New York Mets and everything you thought about landing the Great White just went completely away as Giants fans were waking up to check their Twitter timelines, they couldn't believe it. Tom Verducci, one of the best scribes baseball has inside of Sports Illustrated, documented what he knew in terms of how this fell apart, how the deal with Carlos Correa disintegrated. And it's very good to have him here on with Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. How are you? I am well. Thanks for having me, guys. So, you know, every time probably someone brings you on to talk about a baseball player, they ask you, can you compare him to someone? Can you give me a comp for who you think he might be one day? Uh, Tom, can you give me a comp for anything business-wise that you think relates to what the San Francisco Giants have gone through with Carlos Correa? No, there's nothing on this scale. I mean, listen, I remember back in the day, Aaron Seeley thought he had a uh, job with the Orioles, and they flunked him on the physical. He, had, he went to Seattle, pitched for a while. Uh, the Mets did it with the draft pick from Vanderbilt, Kumar Rocker. Igor V. Torrealba. I mean, nothing is earth-shaking as this. I mean, you're talking about a deal over $300 million, one of the premier shortstops in the game. So, no, uh, I, I don't even know if it's happened in other sports, guys, but nothing on this level in baseball that has ever happened. Based on all the information that you provided and that other people have provided, this all seems to go back to the owner of the Giants, Charlie Johnson. Is there anything that suggests that it could be any other explanation than him just pulling out at the last minute? Uh, I agree. I mean, these decisions are made at the ownership level. I mean, listen, 
the medical people can look at it and say, you know, we have some concerns here. This guy did break his fibula, had some ligament damage eight years ago. Uh, maybe there's something we saw in the physicals and the medicals that say, you know, it, there's probably an issue coming up down the road at some point. You know, every doctor I think is going to look at it a little bit differently. It's not an SAT test where there's just one answer. But the fact is the doctor is not making the decision to get out of the deal. I mean, it's up to the owner to say, you know what, I trust your opinion. I'm going with you that we can't possibly get into this length. Or you say, okay, I, you've established what the risk is. I'm, a, I'm aware of that. I know that this guy's played eight full seasons of the big leagues without that injury ever coming back and being an issue. Uh, and we're going ahead with it. So, yeah, that, I would not put this on the doctors. That's what you're asking. I mean, this has to be an ownership decision. Tom, well, I, I, I just to clarify, I, I wasn't suggesting that the doctors are culpable in any way i'm wondering if there's anybody culpable other than charlie johnson himself i guess i'm asking is so yeah no i wouldn't think so again it's too big of a decision i mean um again is he going to take input from farhan anybody else in the front office you know call around to i don't know other people in baseball who may have been in something like this position Possibly, but I, but I can't believe this is deferred to you know even someone as high up as Farhan. I think this has to be an ownership decision. I think it's that big. Tom Verducci here on ninety five seven The Game. So uh, the Giants front office and their reputation today is what? Well, listen. I, I being charitable, you'd say they're being very careful. <clears throat> this is something that's understandable to people in baseball. Um, that once medicals get reviewed, there's a reason why people reach agreement and you always hear pending a physical. It's not a rubber stamp. Now, most of the times it is. It turns out, you know, to be pro forma, but, you know, you do have to go through these medicals and especially at this length of contract. So the hesitation would be understandable just on face value. But I think the other element here, guys, is, is that Steve Cohen was waiting there. You know, the baseball has never seen an owner with as much money as Steve Cohen has. And he's not just in the New York market. He just It's not just that he has a team that has won the World Series since 86 and he grew up rooting for that team. This is a guy who spends millions, if not billions, on artwork. And he's got the millions, if not billions, to spend on his baseball team. And we've not seen that dynamic in Major League Baseball. You're talking about one sport where there are really no guardrails. It is the the most open free market of the four major sports. And it's being tested like never before because we've never seen an owner this rich before. And oh, by the way, also motivated. So I I, I don't know if the Giants thought about this. I guess they did when it it sounded like they were unofficially hemming and hawing. Hey, we need more time telling Scott Boris, we need to, you know, our doctors and medical people need more time to look at this. We can't go ahead with the press conference. We're going to release you from our letter of agreement so you can talk to other teams. They must have known at that point he was gone. If only because, you know, the Twins had offered a 10-year deal, but the fact is they had to know that Steve Cohen was out there. And, I mean, nothing says 2022-23 baseball like the fact that Scott Boris is calling up Steve Cohen, who's vacationing in Hawaii, eating dinner and drinking a martini, and says to him, do you have three olives for a third baseman? Now, $100 million now is one olive. So Steve Cohen on vacation drinking his martini basically says, yeah. And four hours later, 
Correa is a Met. I mean, it's unbelievable how quickly it all worked out against the Giants, but that's what happens when you have a suitor like Steve Cohen of the Mets sitting there. Tom, you wrote that in agreeing to give the Giants more time for a medical review, Boris says he asked the Giants to decide around 1 or one thirty, And by 1 o'clock, the Giants informed Boris they were not prepared to execute the letter of agreement. Have you, in the past, talking about other marquee free agents that the Giants found themselves bridemaids to be, instead of actually wedding themselves to the free agents, has an issue of response timing, a lack thereof ever come up in, in in all of the conversations you've had about why the Giants have not been able to sign a marquee free agent position player since Barry Bonds himself? Yeah, I I haven't heard that. And it was interesting you mentioned the Bonds because that ownership group officially hadn't even taken over yet. They actually had a, a deal in place. I guess that would be the inverse of dragging your feet. I mean, they couldn't wait to get that done. But no, I, you know, I have not heard that um, in this day and age and the way negotiations are conducted now, a lot of these things are being done by Zoom. You don't have as much in-person meetings with clubs as you did pre-COVID, actually, and those practices are going forward. So um, things seem to be move, move along, I think, quicker when deals come together now than they used to. But specifically the Giants, no, I don't know that they have finished second on, on somebody because they just weren't quick enough on the draw. Um. As a practical matter, and this is not a hard data question, but sort of just an opinion, how much damage have they done to their future ability to shop in the free market based on the way they pulled out of this? Not the fact that they, you know, you know didn't sign Correa, but the, the fact that they waited till the last minute and seemed to bungle the entire process. How much damage have they done down the road and for how long? I mean, I think the damage is minimal. I'll go back to the Orioles because it seemed like they always had a higher threshold on what concerned them in medicals than other organizations. And agents knew that. And you just sort of bake that into the calculus when you're talking to a team that, hey, you know, they're going to go tooth and nail over this. They're going to raise some issues because you guys know you can find an MRI on any pitcher who made 30 starts and probably find something in his arm or shoulder. So that's the only comment. And again, I don't think it would people but you go in sort of wary of the history I still think it comes down to the deals you offer players it always comes down to the best deals and offering the most money and I think the Giants are at a point right now where they have a hard time convincing players and this goes back to Eric Judge that you're going to have a chance to win every year starting now and that's the biggest thing I hear from players and sometimes it's just it's eyewash because the deal just is so much money that they have to take it but Players do want an opportunity because most of them, when they get to that point, are in their 30s. They've already made enough money. You're not providing or establishing yourself in the big leagues at that point. So you're looking for a place to win. And right now, and especially without Correa, the Giants are not able to tell people, we're going to win every year that you're signed here as a San Francisco Giant. I think that's a bigger deal than what happened with the medicals. So there, so I, I, I want to be able to understand what you, what you just said. Is you don't think there's any long-term damage in the way they pulled out. That, in fact, you know, they're, they're simply going to have to be able to establish the thing that we just offered you, we intend to stand behind, even though we didn't do it for Correa. Yes, I don't think there is long-term damage there. Now, listen, if something else comes out that 
you know, really harms the reputation even more. Just don't forget, the Giants and Farhan specifically, they're limited. They can't really give you chapter and verse of what happened or what the doctors saw because of HIPAA laws. Because just, just it's not the way teams operate in terms of releasing medical information about a player, especially one that's not quite theirs. So they can't really explain to all the Giants fans out there who are wondering what exactly happened. They can't really tell you. So you have to go by, in terms of the amount of narrative that's been established, the story from Scott Boris's side. Um, it's just the way it is. I'm not saying it's fair, but um, unless something else comes out on the Giants' side that they somehow were grossly negligent here about paying attention to details or maybe on the timing of things, because it did seem to take a while to, to come up with a response to Scott Boris about the medicals. Um, barring that, I don't think there are long-term issues right now. Tom Verducci, Sports Illustrated. Where do you think they go from here? I mean, they're, they're you know all, all of the fancy cars have already been sold at auction. So now you're, you know, in the Ford Escort, uh, you know, sort of lesser than free agents. I mean, we were talking about, you know, Michael Conforto, who's a Scott Boris agent. Like, good luck with that right now. Uh, Jerks and Profar, Adam Duvall, maybe Craig Kimbrell, take a flyer there. What, what, what do you think the Giants are doing today to improve their baseball team since they just walked away from uh, a studly shortstop? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Um, I like their pitching. You know, there's still Nathan Avaldi out there, but I would agree with you. You look at, you know, most of the top free agents are gone. They're off the board. Um, Conforto is an interesting case. Yeah, he's a Boris Klein. I get it, but that was a, a serious shoulder surgery that he had. Um, <laughs> you're really going deep into the medical files with a guy like Conforto. We know that's a, it's an injury that prevented him from playing an entire season. So that wouldn't stop me, though, if I were the Giants. You know, he's worth some at least looking at because they do need more bats. I'd be concerned, too, about their defense, guys. I mean, this was a, you guys saw it last year. It was a poor defensive team, and now you're talking about a game. The Giants' pitchers put the ball on the ground as much as anybody. You're talking about a game without shifts, and the Giants for years were really good about dialing up the accuracy and having people in the right place at the right time. You can't do that. You know, without the shifts and pitchers who put the ball on the ground and as poorly as the defense was last year, I don't know where they go with that as well. So, listen, we know that the Padres are a really good team. The whole National League, actually, if you look at the flow of talent this winter and what went into the American League, what went into the National League, I mean, there's no doubt the National League got the bulk of the talent on the free agent market. And the top of the division, not the division, the league is absolutely stacked. So it's a high bar for the Giants to get to. Now, in a short period of time, it worked against them that this was a very fast-moving free agent market. We typically have a lot of premier guys out there after the end of the year. It's not the case this year. So I really, I don't know where they go, but whatever their option is, it's not good. Um, this is a, a more of a league owner's question. Uh Given the kind of money that not just Steve Cohen, but John Middleton and Peter Seidler and some other guys threw around this winter, do you think there is any enthusiasm um, among the owners for trying to figure out a way to curtail either spending or lengths of deals? Because it seems like this was the market on steroids. 
Yeah, I agree, Ray. I mean, the, the length really surprised me. The game had gotten away from that, but now I understand, obviously, a lot of this is essentially an accounting trick to amortize the cost over more years so that the average annual value against the luxury tax number isn't as high. Uh, I get that, but, you know, there's bills to pay down the road. Even if you're trying to reduce that tax figure, you're still paying guys in their late 30s, 25 to $40 million. Um, but to answer your question, I think the answer is not so much payroll or tax thresholds because, you know, that Steve Cohen threshold they talked about at 293, I mean, he just blew by it. I mean, it wasn't, that wasn't in the way at all. So it, to me, that's not the answer. You're probably looking at in probably within five years, certainly within 10, expansion to get the 32 teams and expanding the postseason field even more because that becomes the governor against spending so much money that you can put together a $500 million team and yet the postseason is still a crapshoot. I mean, look at the, the teams, the six teams that won the most games last year, five of them, I mean, one won the World Series, the Astros, they were terrific. But the other five went six and 16 in the postseason. You know, the Mets went out, the Dodgers went out. All these teams are going out quickly with high payrolls, which shows you that to me, the governor is on the field in short series in the postseason. Now, as a fan, you might not like having, well, now we have 12 in the playoffs and 14 teams in the playoffs out of the 32 team or 16 teams in the playoffs out of 32, whatever the number is. That's sort of the backstop against putting together a super team. I mean, a team like the Marlins, how do they compete against the New York Mets? They really can't. So they have to get in the back door into a postseason. And I guess the encouraging part for those teams is last year we had an NLCS, which neither team had won 90 games, the Phillies and the Padres. That, to me, is probably the future of the sport, that more teams get in and you take your chances in the postseason, but you can't compete against these behemoths over 162. Uh, one last question for me, and it has nothing to do with any of this, but this story just broke a minute ago. Uh, an arbitrator has reduced uh, Trevor Bauer's suspension and basically making him available for the 2023 season. What do the Dodgers do about that? Do they bring him back? Do they pay him off and release him? How do you think this plays out? Well, first of all, it affects their bottom line because I, I think their plan was to get under the first luxury tax threshold and reset their tax rate. You know, as a third-time offender, they would be taxed at 50% above rather than getting it back down to 20 for 2024 by getting under the first tax threshold, which I think is 233 this year. Uh, I don't know if it's possible now because Bauer's number is quite close to 40, if not over 40. So you've got that to deal with, but I'd be surprised if the Dodgers welcome him back and he's got a Dodger uniform on again. I just think it's it's so difficult for them to put him back in a Dodgers uniform, tell their fan base, you know, we know this guy was suspended for a year and not that all is forgiven, but we want to move forward. It's hard to move forward with the amount of information that's come out from that case. Um, so it's, it's a difficult call to think whether he's going to be pitching for the Dodgers again, but I think odds are probably more that he will not than that he will. Tom, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Tom Verducci is Sports Illustrated here on 95.7 The Game. You know, if you're a Giant fan, I guess you got to hope he's right. That this isn't going to linger over this team 
I actually, I, I don't think, I don't think Tom is in touch with how damaging this could truly be for the Giants going forward, and I think he's a little out of touch with how damaging this actually was for current San Francisco Giants. The clubhouse lost faith in this franchise over this move today. Well, yeah, two days ago, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's certainly part of it, but I think the point he was trying to make is if they want to get back into the market and talk and actually spend the money they were talking about spending, I could see where free agents would go, well, it's the biggest offer. I'm just going to take it. What I question is whether the Giants are going to swim in that end at all. Having, you know, having lost on Aaron Judge, and I'm presuming that they, you know, negotiated with him in good faith, and then the not quite good faith with which they handled the Correa thing. I wonder if, in fact, the new marching orders are. We are not swimming in that end at all. And if this is the way that the baseball market is going for top-end free agents, that they might just pass on it. So welcome to the Oakland Giants? Not quite that bad yet. But, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned the Brewers. The Brewers are not afraid of spending money, but they've never waded in this deep a pool. Right. That may be who they become. Um but I just, I just, I don't think he's out of touch because I think he was answering a different question, which is, could the Giants get back into the free agent market, splash cash around and get guys? I think they probably could, but they'd have to assure the people they're dealing with that they're not going to pull the offer at the last minute. Right. I mean, should, you know, uh, how are you going to do with your bar of gold bullion? Well, probably just fine if you're willing to give me that bar of gold bullion. Yeah. I, you know, without that, there's... The, the, yeah, the first big signing will be difficult. But the second big one won't be if you take care of your business in the first one, is what I th suspect he's saying. And I'm inclined to agree. Charles in Redwood City, you're on 95.7 The Game. Thanks for waiting, Charles. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Uh, happy holidays, fellas. Back so, at you. Uh, first off, I'm going to say uh, thank you. I'm an I'm a Oakland Athletics fan, and I'm looking at the ESPN bottom line, and I see that the Mets sign caused Correa. So I'm like, what? I look up on my, on my phone. And the first thing I thought when I read the story was that the Giants just out Oakland Athletics to Athletics. I was like, that was a John Fisher move right there. And I'm kind of surprised because um, for a few years now, I've been saying I wish the A's had the Giants ownership because we would have kept Josh Donaldson. We would have kept Matt Olson, yada, yada, yada. That's what I've been saying. And uh, now looking at this, I do think it's damaging to the Giants' reputation because, I mean, no matter how they spin it, no matter how good they play it from uh, from the media standpoint or in their clubhouse standpoint, everybody's going to know that it was a bunch of BS. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like I, I don't think they will never be able to sign another free agent again. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that it's just like kind of like, like I agree with you to where I say it's damaging to their rep reputation. As far as, uh, you know, maybe another free agent looking at them and saying, are they, you know, I'm going to go over there to a team that's going to, like, kind of play games. They kind of play games. Yeah. No, look, the, the Giants are living in a world that they never really lived in before today. Even without landing the marquee free agent. Thank you very much for the call. Even without spending the top dollar for the top player at any position. They never had the uh, whiff of cheap about them. This makes them smell cheap. It really does. And, and uh, uh, again, stop promising me dinner at French Laundry if we ain't going there. And this team promised its fans you're, you're, getting a, you're, you're going to be eating one of the finest meals 
free agency is serving. More to the point, though. Probably just another point, but go ahead. No, no. It, it's on top of yours because I'm not disagreeing. So, nice. You say additionally. Additionally. Well, more to the point. I'm adding to the point. Okay. I'm not. I'm not undercutting. Come your down argument. my road. I'm frisky, Ray. Oh, I'll leave now. I don't go care. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's how they did the Correa deal. It's not just that they're cheap. It's that they're indecisive. If that's the kindest interpretation you want to put on it, and they are clearly not interested in being a team that outbids everybody else. If you want to put on the more evidentially pr- provable thing, it just they said they weren't going to be outbid. They failed, and then they undercut themselves. So, are they incompetent? It certainly looks that way. They certainly don't have a you know a, a very good communications net, and. Are they trustworthy to other players and agents? Right now, no. And maybe the most damaging thing, more to the point, they've damaged their own status with their own fans. Fans that would go way out of their way to make excuses for why this player maybe didn't show up, this, that, the other thing. The Giants don't do an awful lot of damage within their own tribe. They have really shaken their own tribe. In this decision. And there's no doubt about that. People are pissed and they should be. If they get Manny Machado back next if they sign Manny Machado next year, they'll get those fans back. The problem I think is Manny Machado's gonna look at him and go, How why do would I know I find, you're gonna deal square with us? Well, why would I sign with you? Exactly. Why yeah. why am I gonna leave a team that knows more about you than maybe you know about yourself to come and lose with you against the team that is better that I'm now leaving to take more money to come here? By the way, Shohei Otani, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear about his $700 million price point that now the Giants can go out of their way to afford. And this is all one big, uh, you know, going to get to Shohei Otani. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about Aaron Judge ever again. The, the uh, This is the team that cried wolf. But their wolf was a free agent. 888-957-9570. Steve Kerr joins us at 5. Until then, we have... Your phone calls coming up next here on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. We cannot spend the entirety of today's show wondering where the Giants' credibility has gone. We know where Carlos Correa is going. He's going to the New York Mets. Apparently, that medical was today. Uh, if 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 that doesn't scuttle that deal, boy, we know that the Giants are lying about why they didn't get into bed with Carlos Correa. It sounds like this is a ownership issue. Uh, the Golden State Warriors got some issues. We're going to be talking to their head coach. In 10 minutes from right now, Steve Kerr joins us live at 5. And Ray and I, at the beginning of yesterday's show, had an incredible conversation with Juwan Jennings of the San Francisco 49ers. And to end today's show on a good note, he was wonderful. Like, Juwan Jennings is the best interview we've maybe done from inside the 49ers locker room all season. And we've had a few good ones. We've had a couple of duds, too. Uh, but he is outstanding, and we're going to have that for you before it's all said and done in our 5 o'clock hour. So uh, keep it right here 
Um, let's quickly say hello to uh, Micah in Mountain View before we get into the sobering realities of a boring conversation about baseball luxury tax. But there is something to it that you'll all want to hear. This is Micah, Mountain View. What's up, Micah? Hi, guys. So first of all, happy holidays. Hope you guys are doing well. Right back um, at you. Uh, yeah, um, I, I just want to say that, you know, um, I still think, you know, I, we're obviously, every Giants fan is obviously upset about, you know, how this offseason's been so far. But I still think we got to, you know, support the team for what we have and just stay strong and with what we have. And sure, there are, I, there are a ton of additions that I think this team needs with bullpen and defense. And I think if we look at last year, a lot of the games we lost were a lot of defensive issues. And I think if we add some defensive pieces, like a like maybe the best shortstop in baseball. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look, I, I I think the offense and the pitching just also had their off off days. Like the pitching was good, the offense was bad, and sure, Carlos Correa would have solved a lot of our problems. But I think just for what the team we had, being eighty-one and eighty-one. A lot of the stuff was defensive issues, and I think there are still um, pieces that are or players that are free agents right now that could still help improve the defense on this team. Jerks and Profar, maybe. That's the only guy that I think could be versatile, who could be an upgrade defensively at a couple of positions, but... You know the the you know what would have really upgraded this defense behind Logan Webb is Carlos Correa at short and Brandon Belt going over to the hot corner at third. Or, yeah, excuse me, Brandon Crawford. Ray, turn your mic on. Um, but yeah, that would that would have helped. That would that would have helped. But the problem here is not that they passed on Correa. The problem is the way they did it. Right. Uh, you know you can make a baseball judgment that he's too expensive or there's too much term. That's defensible. But to tell him, yeah, we're good, yeah, we're good, yeah, we're good, and then at the last minute say, no, we're not good, and then contrive any reason for it, you don't just do that at the last minute. It's just, it's, it's lousy business practices. Yeah, somebody said this is, this is not just a money issue with Correa, it's a human issue. You don't treat people that way. And here's the thing, even if you are going to treat people that way, like that's, that's the price of doing business in a savage industry, right? Like I like you can jerk around me in any radio negotiation. I'm an old enough salt in this business for nearly 20 years now that you ain't going to surprise me with nothing. There's no amount of last minute contractual douchebaggery I haven't seen, experienced or even might have initiated once or twice myself. That's just the way it goes. The minute you start bringing my wife into it, the minute you start you're saying, fly in your mom and your kids for the party that we're about to throw you, and that doesn't happen, that is where things get personal and nasty. And again, Scott Boris said, that is what happened. The Giants just didn't screw over Carlos Correa. They screwed over La Familia Correa and even, even the in-laws. We were all in the hotel in San Francisco. He had his parents there, his brother, his wife's parents. Um, it was uh, certainly a roller coaster for the Correa family. Was he in the room with you or you called him in his room? I, I called him to my room. And, uh, so he came into your room? 
Yeah, he came into my room. What was his reaction? Um, he was obviously surprised, you know, as we all were, frankly. We're very surprised. Ray, the only time anyone's allowed to ever put my family on a roller coaster and me be cool with it is at Magic Mountain. That's it. You know, I mean, we better be at Disney for that to be happening. Yeah, um, it's... It's not so much that they screwed Cray over, because, yeah, that is, that is also the cruelty of business. But once you commit to bringing the family in, you don't get to back out unless you find out something about the guy you're about to sign that makes him a legal risk. Right, right. You better find a few grams of cocaine in his pocket. Yeah. I mean, while he's taking the kids to school. I mean, that, that's the thing. It just they they made up their minds well ahead of time and they kept with that and they kept with that and they kept with that and at the last minute somebody charlie johnson said no we're not doing this i really do believe that you know they they did they it went in the wind on december 13th that they had agreed with carlos correa so we're talking nine days ago and in the subsequent 48 to 72 hours after the news getting into the wind their phone did not ring they did not start selling uh, corporate suites and season tickets at the rate that they would have expected Aaron Judge to sell those things. And since it was basically the same price tag for a player that's not doing those things, that's when the ultimate ownership group, that is Charlie Johnson himself, said, well, wait a minute. So I'm going to make the same amount of money. I'm going to make more money without Carlos Correa than I would with him based on how our phones are not ringing. And let me get to where Joe Sheehan basically accused Major League Baseball of no longer being a fan-friendly experience at all. And he's, he's right about this um, because Steve Cohen is, you know, so totally disrupted the way teams go about spending. He said that, um, you know, and this is luxury tax. This is some real nerdy baseball stuff. But basically, owners may have sensed the possibility that someone could come and disrupt their spending. So they quickly dubbed something called the Cohen tax, where the tier gets penalized if a team goes $60 million above the initial tax threshold of $233 million in 2023 at a 60% rate for every dollar. Over two ninety three, Cohen's Mets were going to be subjected to a repeater penalty, which becomes so oppressive that even a guy as rich as Cohen would officially, like, step away. Um, this is before they signed Carlos Correa. And he says, make no mistakes about it. Owners have built in a system designed to aggressively penalize teams that invest in their product and, by contrast, reward teams that do not. But that's always been true. It was true when George Steinbrenner was spending outlandish sums of money for the time. The truth is the people who want those principles about luxury tax uh, invoked are people who don't spend money anyway. The guys who do spend money, you know, will get to a point where they just go, well, you know what? In for a dime, in for a dollar. I mean, it, it's it's Joe Lacob's theory, too. It's, I, I want to win so badly that I will blow up your salary structure because that's not my salary structure. And it, it, the notion that, you know, the, the guys who want luxury taxes and they want repeater taxes and they want, those are all, those are the guys who... They're not low revenue guys. They're just cheap guys. But they don't understand that there are people who didn't buy this just for the money. They bought it for the ego. And Steve Cohen is deeply that. And nobody in New York's complaining about him right now. They'll complain about him if they don't win.
But they're not complaining about him now. They want to see their owners spend money. And the people who want the luxury tax don't want to spend money, and they want to be protected from burdens that come with not spending money. Somebody says uh, on the text line, you know, who gets the money from the luxury tax? The other owners. The other owners. They split that pie amongst themselves. Yeah, and it's and, and the, the guys who are, have the lowest payrolls get more money get more than money. the guys yeah. who, you know. So it's, you know. It's ass backwards because the people who are trying to impose the remedy don't understand that the guys who don't care about the remedy are going to blow through any tax system you've got. Stephanie in Emeryville. Hello, Stephanie. You're on 95.7 The Game. Hi. One second. I was just getting my mail in the mailbox. Um, Anything for me? (laughs) It's something from the IRS. I don't think you want it. Neither do I. I'll throw it out. Speaking of taxes, Stefano, that's that's the worst tax there is. That's worse than luxury tax. Absolutely worse than luxury tax. The one thing that I wanted to say um, to your point about the way things are being done, which is such an excellent point, is is that what the Giants did is called bad faith bargaining. That negotiation practice to bargain in bad faith is kind of sums up everything of what we're saying. And I just wanted to put that point out there as a, as a term to be used going forward because that's the piece that is egregious. That's the piece that lacks integrity is that when you go into something and you're bargaining in bad faith, then you're absolutely right. People are going to question what the outcome is going to be in the future. Yeah, I think this, I think this is going to haunt the Giants going forward, Stephanie, and, and thank you. Uh, Hopefully that uh, IRS envelope doesn't scare you too much when you actually open it. Uh, let's welcome everyone into their 5 o'clock hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.